Create that. I did that on the fly. I'm a DJ. God, I was are. DJing that live. That's how. That's, if we, that's my new job. If we had power rings. <laughs> DJing clips. I'm sorry. Yeah, if we yeah. had power rings, mine would be the form of a podcaster who can keep his shit together when his partner plays stuff from the 70s. I can't. I'm just over oh, here yeah. losing it. Yeah. Oh my God. That was yeah. classic. That was, mm. that was gold, gold huh? Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to the bullshit, Phil. Uh, the reason Ray and I are so animated and excited is we finished our Caesar yes. show uh, this week. We, we wrapped released. it up. We put a we we nailed the lid shut on that motherfucker. Yes. Dropped it in the <laughs> hole. Buried it. Pissed on it. Yeah. And but you saw some of the Facebook comments. People were like, so what are you going to do next? What's going to take its place? When are you starting? Yeah. Calm. And I was like, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. Anyway. You want us to do another Caesar show, pay us a lot of fucking then, money. That's all yes, I'm saying. Yes. We yeah. don't have integrity, but we are whores. So That's why we're doing this show, because it brings in so just much rolling, bucks. Rolling in the, rolling in the bucks. Rolling in the yes, bullshit bucks. Yes. That's what we're doing. 
Um, welcome back to the Bullshit Filter. This is uh, episode 112. We're recording this Friday, the 9th of December, 2022, Australian time, right. uh, somewhere in the 1700s, I think, in uh, the US. <laughs> and going um, backwards. Thank you. Yeah. Got lots to talk yes. about. A lot of interesting stuff going on uh, these past uh, few weeks mm-hmm. since we... Caught up to talk about the news, uh, right. Ray. Uh, you had a you had a, a, a thing they call an election, right? Um, sure. Over in your country, yeah. the uh, midterms. Yes. Uh, in for, in what you uh, continue to claim as a democracy. Um, for now, it's a it's a the working GOP. Title. Go ahead. The GOP won the house fairly easily. Yeah. yeah. Um. The Democrats have managed to hold the Senate, but it was very, very close. Right. Uh, in the last day or so, they also won the Georgia runoff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of different uh, spins on this whole thing in the media. Right. Um, you know, the, the, the GOP, particularly the Trump camp, had been predicting a red wave, yes. uh, I, I think, I think the Democrats were predicting the red wave, uh, pushing that mantra too yeah. in order to try and uh, yeah. uh, get people to come out and vote. Scare them. To take it seriously. To scare the fuck yes. out of them. Yes. And it was, in fact, a pretty high turnout. Not as high as the last presidential elections, right. but pretty pretty high. I had a look on uh, five thirty eight. It was one of the one of the biggest turnouts yeah. of voters you, you've had in uh, recent decades. Yeah. But there was no uh, no red wave as such. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know they did win the house, yes. and uh, you know it's it, it, this is like my friends over there that are that are that are that are Democrat supporters right. have been uh, sort of doing little victory dances yeah. uh, over this Could whole thing. Worse. Yeah, they're very yeah. happy with how. But I'm like, uh, like you lost the house to the Republicans. Right. Uh, this is almost two years after. The uh, you know Republican led insurrection, attempted insurrection, right, on your Capitol building, January sixth. Yeah. Um, this is the first election after that. So in in many ways, this is sort of the um, the test mm-hmm. for how Americans feel about the fact that uh, a Republican led insurrection nearly overthrew your democracy. Right. And, you know, enough Americans went, fuck yes, to uh, elect (laughs) enough Republicans that they took over the House. And it was a close run on the Senate. Very, very close run deal on the Senate. If I could split those hairs for a second. Um, Yes, the the Republicans in some ways should have done worse because they did try to overthrow the uh, the government. Uh, But that was a long time ago as far as political memory goes. Uh, but on the other hand, you could argue that even though the Republicans suffered somewhat, Trump is the one who is suffering more uh, with all the stuff that he's got going on. And the, some Republicans are starting to distance themselves from him. Uh, and, and again, I love it. I love history, how someone could be so powerful and have so much momentum and have so many people on their sides that no one dares ever even think about standing up to him. And now Republicans are just saying shit about Trump all the all the time. It's just it's the ebb and flow of history that I love so much. But the point is, 
this was a, an off year election. The Republicans should have done uh, better. But, you know, when you take away abortion rights, something that's been on the books for, what, 48, 49 years, you tend to piss some people off. And so they kind of shot themselves in the foot. They should have ran the table. But it was their own, the candidates they picked, the uh, the issues that they stood by. They did this to themselves. And I don't think they've learned their lesson yet. Yeah, like there's been a lot of media coverage since the midterms right. about, well, Trump's influences over now. A lot of the candidates that he was supporting, including Herschel Walker yeah. in the Georgia runoff, um, didn't win. Um, Kari Lake in yeah. Arizona, according to many people, Except didn't for win. Gary according Lake. to her, she, yeah, she won. She did yeah. win. Yeah, yeah. easily <laughs> won. Um, so uh, it, it's being positioned as bad for Trump, bad for Trump's uh, continued hold over the GOP, and that may be true, but they also said that after January 6th. That's true. Um, after January 6th, there was a lot of Republicans, senior Republicans that came out and talked shit about Trump. Yeah. Uh, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, these sorts of guys, um, sort of Trump's frenemies. Right. They're either his enemies or his friends in any given week, depending on what's going on. Um, and yet, uh, you know, two years after January 6th almost, uh, it's still the Trump show. He still has announced his candidacy uh, in the 2024 elections. So I don't know. They wrote Trump off in the uh, 2016 primaries. Right. And uh, he managed to win then. They, keep, they, they always write Trump yeah. off. He's always like when, I remember when he got elected. Right. From the day he got elected, they were like, "Oh, he's going to be out of office in a, a week. Year, a like year uh, he's, he's going to be removed. Yeah. He's going yeah. to be yeah, yeah. He's going to blah 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 blah." It was just this constant thing of uh, Trump's going down, Trump's going down, Trump's going down. Right. He lasted the four years. Yeah. Yes, he lost the election, but again, it was a very close run thing. I mean, it's just it's just pretty embarrassing when. Um, you know, it's still a close run thing against Trump. Like it was bad enough when Hillary ran against Trump and when she lost, right? Right. Um, then you then the country suffered through four years of a Trump presidency, yes. including the way he fucked up COVID, killed a million Americans by not taking COVID seriously. Then you had the January six insurrections, right. and after all of that, yeah, it's still a close run thing. Yeah, like, we're slow learners. What the fuck's it going to take? Yeah. What the fuck what is, is it going to take, take for that's uh, the question for for the for the half of the American voters who still think right uh, GOP is a good bet? Well, but, um, I do know that the people who were arrested and sentenced from the January sixth won't be voting for Trump because they won't be voting for anybody. When you get convicted of a felony in this country, you lose your voting rights, uh, so he can't count on them. But but seriously, I mean. And actually, I think this just came out today, so you probably haven't seen it, but they did some kind of poll amongst the Republicans. And uh, the guy in Florida, DeSantis, is now scoring higher than Trump. So I do think it is coming. Uh, I, I think that people just need to see enough of Trump uh, to, to see patterns and signs and just go, oh, it's the same old bullshit he's after himself. I think it will happen. It's just taking incredibly, an incredibly long amount of time. It's only a matter of time before he's in jail and Pete Davidson is dating his wife. So that's my, that's my two cents. Can you hear the fucker with the whippersnipper outside yes. my window? <clears throat> so for my solilo soliloquy there, we'll just have to edit your side out. Yeah, but do we want to wait a couple minutes or Bye. what do you want to do? 
by fucker, I mean the nice guy that's mowed my lawn every week oh, for 14 I, years. I that's, know that's what you meant. I just call him, I don't remember his name, I just call him yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, Which for Australian is I just noticed. Frank. I just noticed my other neighbour on the other side of the fence, or my neighbour on the other side of the fence, is just offering the guy mowing my lawn a bottle of cold water because it's a hot day. I'm like, don't show me up like that. He's Seventh-day Adventist and he's trying to, you know. Fucking trying Christian to, religion you know, bastards yeah. are the worst. Trying to trying to show that he's nice. Right. He is a nice guy. <laughs> he and his brother, he and his brother live in this house beside us. They've lived there their entire lives. They're in their late, late 70s. Wow. They lived in this house. They grew up there. They've lived there their entire lives. Um, they're still there. Um, but not no, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, Consistency. Yeah. Consistency. Um, uh, how loud is it? Can can I talk? Is oh, it I, is it is it too, too unless bad? Unless he guns it, I can hear you just fine. Yeah, okay. He's he's finished in the corner. It's only a little bit there. Uh, I should go out and give him some cash because I promised I would last time. I saw, uh, uh, but I, uh, I'm busy. And, and water, cash. Just spit water. Just put water in your mouth. Open the window and spit it at him. Um. Now, one thing about this midterms: not a lot of talk of about Russian interference. All of a sudden, right. Right. Uh, last couple of elections, American media has gone wild with stories about Russian interference. Yeah, that's not election this stuff. This time, no, no, that's not election. This yeah. very, I mean, there was uh, this Russian businessman Evgeny Prigozhin, mm-hmm. uh, Putin's chef, uh, because his catering company operates right. Kremlin contracts. Right. Um, been a lot of talk about him recently. Oh, he started off as a hot dog vendor, and then he became Putin's chef, and Look blah at blah him blah. Now. He said uh, that they had interfered in the U.S. elections and would continue to do so right. in the future. That was the story going around. Um, but for some reason, the media didn't even really take that very seriously. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah. whatever, dude. You're a chef. Yeah. Um, but that was about it. And, and I've been trying to figure out why all of a sudden, yeah. after years and years and years and years, of, after every election, there's like, oh, Russian interference and Russian bots and Russian... It, it just disappeared. Mm-hmm. There was no talk about it this time. Yeah. Uh, it was a very strange silence about Russian interference. Well, you, you partially answer that. One, Trump was certainly trying to make it about himself. A lot of press was covering the candidates that Trump was endorsing. And as you said a couple of minutes ago, he's two and 14. This uh, go around two of his endorsed candidates won, 14 lost. So that was the narrative. But, when it, but for whatever reason, you're absolutely right. When it came to this election. It was about, in no particular order, it was about Joe Biden's age. It was about uh, Kamala for a lot of people who really don't like her. It was about the abortion. I would say the abortion thing is, is a big deal. And I would say a lot of the social issues that the Republicans have been ramping up their base about. Uh, and I and I heard a really uh, good theory or I don't know if it's a theory, but it's probably a fact. But for years, the Republican Party has been telling the poor Republicans let me give you social cultural issues to to satisfy you. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to cut taxes for the rich to take care of the rich Republicans. So kind of giving both sides what they want. But some people think that the poor Republicans are starting to catch on. I mean, when the Republicans talk about getting rid or maybe getting rid of uh, Social Security, welfare, that kind of stuff, 
they're going to scratch their heads a little bit. But for however it worked out or why it worked out, this election was more about domestic issues than I've seen in a very long time. And I think and I think Trump did suck a lot of air out of the room. Um, but, yeah, all that other stuff that normally is a big deal didn't matter. And the second it was over, it was all about the absence of a red wave. So this narrative was very localized compared to other races. Mm. That's my take on it. You mentioned yeah. uh, Kamala yeah. Harris there, not to be confused with your porn no, name, Sir Kamalot. Um, I've been knighted, so yeah. it is, sir. Yes. You, as you told me off air, like three or four times a day, you're still right. ke- you're keeping yeah. up. You, you, yeah. You're keeping your hand yeah. in it, so to speak, <laughs> just in case that now that now that we've retired the Caesar show, yeah, I've got a lot more time career, for self pleasure. It's it's sitting there. It's 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 begging it for is. attention. It is. Uh, and I'm yeah, like a bit like your wife with D'Angelo. D'Angelo um, did not make an appearance in the last in in the uh, in yeah. the last. Yeah, he was busy. He was he was busy yeah. stooping your yeah. wife. <laughs> yeah, he he did promise he would he would show his face, right. but you know yeah. we I saw his naked ass cheeks for but, a second. That you know was what? I, I could pick him out of a lineup from his ass cheeks, but not his face. <laughs> that's yeah. just the way it is in this that's house. Just, that's the view <laughs> that you always see. Yeah. Then I just close um, the door and cry. Move away. Moving yes, right please, along. God. So there's the, one of the big stories in this last week has been the Twitter files. Yeah, I, explain that to me because I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Between the self the self pleasuring and other stuff, hmm. I, I didn't really hmm. keep up with all that. Hmm. So come a lot. Look, it's a little bit confusing this story. So let me break Curious. it down for you. And, and there's a couple of different uh, uh, phases of this. So so uh, a week ago. Um, Friday last week, uh, one of my favourite journalists, Matt Taibbi, um, formerly of uh, Rolling Stone magazine, written a bunch of great books like Griftopia, nice. uh, great podcast, The Useful Idiots. I'm not sure if he's still doing that. Uh, I subscribe to his uh, Medium, uh, or is it Medium? One of anyway, his right. blog, premium stuff. He's he's always um, he, he's very brave, very bold. I, I think of uh, Taibbi as the new Hunter S. Thompson, like oh. he. He's, he's, he's a little bit funny, a little bit of, uh, very acidic and acerbic, right. and um, but a really good uh, a journalist who is prepared to make enemies of everyone and all wow. sides. Doesn't give a fuck who he pisses off. He'll piss off. on the on the useful idiots uh, podcast. He and Katie, you know, they'll often say that you know if they're pissing off the Republicans and the Democrats, they must be doing something <laughs> right. Which I notice exactly. uh, Elon Musk has been saying. Also recently, since he took over right. Twitter, and so it wasn't surprising when he seems to have engaged Matt Taibbi yeah. to be the journalist to handle the Twitter files, along with uh, Barry Weiss, ex New York Times uh, journalist and blogger and okay. author, podcaster now. Um, so the Twitter files came out. The first batch of them came out uh, Friday night US time last week, and 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 it was basically a reporting which Matt did on Twitter. Right. Uh, it was like a 40-part um, post wow. um, talking about the emails that were sent between Twitter executives back in October 2020 mm-hmm. when they were making the decision to ban any discussion on Twitter about the Hunter Biden laptop story uh, in the lead-up to the 2020 election. Now, uh, long-time, long-time listeners of this show will know that uh, at the time we covered that story pretty extensively, the laptop mm-hmm. story. Um, and 
the right across the media at the t- uh, in the US at the time they were trying to shut it down. Democrats were trying to shut down the story. The the, the Democrat friendly media were trying to shut down the story. Right. It was broken by the New York Post. Fox was running with it. Uh, you know all the Breitbart those sorts of sites. Oh, yeah. But all of the um, mainstream you know Democrat friendly media was trying to shut mm-hmm. it down, and Twitter uh, shut it down as well. Right. So. Um, you know what's interesting out of um, this uh, latest thing, the Twitter files, is how it's been, how it as a story has been handled by the media. Right. I think, um, you know, so uh, a couple of things in the in the batch of emails that Matt released and, and analysed and talked mm-hmm. about. We had evidence of what we already knew to be true. So you had a, a major tech platform, Twitter in this case, that made a deliberate decision on the eve of a very important That's election right. That's right. to um, censor mm-hmm. this story. Right. They decided that you, you couldn't talk about it, you couldn't link to it. A couple of, you know, even prominent people, I think Trump's press secretary at the time had her Twitter account uh, blocked by Twitter right. for a few days because she linked to a story about this. Um, they they went down hard on this whole story, yeah. and and um, I think this was this the story that Glenn Greenwald left um, uh, his news site over. I think it was um, the news site that he started, um, whose name I can't even recall now. And I know that the New York Post's Twitter um, account was suspended for a couple of days, or. Or something. So Twitter was yeah. hitting this hard. Yeah. So the, the you know what happened back at the in October 2020. Um, just to remind people, I'm sure most people remember, but in case you don't, um, mm. the, the story got out that a laptop was dropped off at a repair place. Right. I can't remember where the repair place was. Wisconsin, I think. Um, uh, there was a laptop Delaware, uh, and the guy. Oh, it was yeah. in Delaware. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the, the 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 guy in the tech store opened it up and and looked at everything as sure, you do. I do when you're fixing yeah. something, and um, came to the conclusion that the laptop belonged to Hunter Biden. There was there were emails. Uh, it turned out later uh, about you know Hunter Biden doing uh, deals with Ukrainian businessmen and with the Chinese right. and looping his father into some uh, dodgy sounding deals. Him peddling influence, him and his uncle peddling influence, access to Biden, all this kind right. of stuff. Um, and there was uh, videos of it, of Hunter Biden uh, smoking crack, banging prostitutes, all this sure, kind of um, stuff. Right. Yeah, it was, it was basically like Tuesday night at your house. But anyway, right. yeah, it was a big deal. <laughs> we'll um, get to that later. Now. Yeah. The, the the mainstream media and the democratic uh, machine narrative at the mm-hmm. time was, oh, this is Russian propaganda. It's not true. Right. It's fake. It's not real. It's all Russian propaganda. It smells like Russian propaganda. Yeah. bunch of former FBI directors uh, wrote an open letter where they said it smelled like propaganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the media basically shut it down, uh, saying claiming it was Russian yeah. propaganda trying to influence the Could election. They had, A, no evidence of that, and B, right. uh, as we said at the time on this here uh, little uh, podcast, the Biden camp never came out and denied that it was Hunter Biden's laptop, which would be They're the very- first thing whoa, that you would whoa, do. Whoa. Are there videos of him? Tons of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got a couple. Uh, 
but it's not his. <laughs> yeah. The first thing you hear is goes, well, uh, he never dropped off a laptop yeah. uh, to a repair place in Delaware. No, nobody in his circle dropped off a laptop, and we're not missing any laptops, so it's definitely not yeah. Hunter. But we don't know what it is, but it's they didn't issue this uh, denial, right. which to me at the time suggested that either they weren't sure, well, maybe, maybe. he's so fucking high all the yeah. time, maybe he's got so many laptops and he's so fucking high, who knows, he could have done it, we don't know. Do or right. B... They knew it was his, and they just were like, well, we can't deny right. it because when they prove that it is, that's going to look <laughs> even worse. So let's just let's just stay silent and not right. talk about it and get the, get the media machine yeah. to say it's fake. We won't say it, but we'll get all of our friends in the media right. to say it's fake. Um, so that's basically what, what went down back in the day. And, and, you know, did it have an impact on the election? Who knows? Um, but uh, it certainly didn't hurt Biden's chances that uh, the media and and Twitter shut down as much as they could any discussion of this. So, um, no, you want to say something? Uh, No, I had a a semi uh, question, uh, not a semi hard on. I shouldn't have stopped right mid phrase. I apologize. No, but Mm -hmm. would you? What's your phrasing? Would you hire? Hunter Biden for anything he made. It looks like he made a series of bad decisions. You take a laptop that's got all this shit on there to a repair shop that you may or may not. I don't know. I, I, I can I can see why people at first might have went. This is just a crazy fucking story. There is no way this dumbass. Maybe he was high. Took this laptop with the stuff on there to 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 this repair shop not knowing if he could trust the guy it sounds bad but maybe he just makes a whole bunch of bad decisions in his life but wasn't most or all of this confirmed later on that yes there were connections yes that was him on the tape yes that he did do drugs and he did bang prostitutes so the substance of the computer as far as i know was later confirmed is that correct okay yeah. 2 years okay. later Two years later, uh, it was confirmed that it was, in fact, Hunter Biden's laptop and all of the stuff on it is, in fact, real. But by that stage, Biden was in the White House and it didn't really matter. It all got sort of uh, shut down. I mean, one of the things that uh, the Republicans were saying they would do if they won the Senate was hold some sort of a congressional inquiry into the whole laptop and what's on it and that kind of stuff. That's probably not going to happen now. Yeah. but, uh, yeah, so it, it turns out it was real. It was the real deal. And all of these journalists mm-hmm. at the time in all of these media publications, instead of uh, treating it like it was uh, a relevant story uh, about the uh, son of presidential right. candidate who had previously been the Veep and uh, the, the dirty business dealings of this son yeah. that mention his father or imply – implicate his father in as getting payoffs in these deals. Yeah. Instead of treating it like a news story, like they should have, they just uh, shut it down and, you know, uh, made sure yeah. that anyone who did talk about yeah. it would be um, a character assassinated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then on in the case of Twitter, blocked. They tried to stop them from yeah. talking about it altogether. I'm just looking up. I'm just looking up um, what the topic was that had Glenn Greenwald mm. 
He didn't. He wasn't fired. He quit right. out of uh, in protest. Um, it was something about <clears throat> uh, Hunter Biden. So, I think that that. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like the story of the cover up is now bigger than the story of a president's son doing a whole bunch of illegal and immoral things. But I mean, you're right. There, there's media does this all the time in different ways to different degrees. But these guys got caught. But the guy Jack. Dorsey or whoever the heck he was used to run Twitter. Um, he's gone. As far as I know, he got a golden parachute. So this is Elon Musk's uh, situation to handle now. Or I mean, I guess he's just going to put it all out there. But uh, no, but you can tell by the evidence. I mean, some very con- concerted efforts were made to not make Biden look bad because they were I guess they were maybe hoping that he would win against Trump and get him out of the way. It sounds like they were just trying to help the old guy as much as they could. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the cover up okay. in a second. Back, back to Please. Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, it was October 2020 that he resigned from the Intercept right. uh, when they were trying to prevent him from reporting. This is the company he founded uh, or co-founded mm-hmm. with Matt Taibbi, mm-hmm. actually, um, funded funded by eBay founder Pierre Omidyar. Uh, Omidyar. Um, they, the, the, but they had a, a CEO, um, Betsy Reed, or she was the editor in chief. Right. Um, they were trying to stop Greenwald from talking about the Hunter Biden laptop story, censoring his stories, and he resigned from the company he co-founded in protest. And they attacked, and they attacked him subsequently. Yes. Um, said he was crazy. He had lost the plot. He used to be a good reporter. Now he'd gone down these conspiracy theory holes. Blah 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 blah. And they know they're they were everybody character assassinating yeah, him. Right. He was like, I'm just trying to report the story. It's a story. Yeah. Everyone's saying it's fake, it's down. propaganda. Where's the evidence of that? And so he was pushing hard. <clears throat> so even these new media companies like The Intercept, which once upon a time, you know, used to be trustworthy and go to all of you know, I stopped subscribing to them when that right. happened. I was like, okay, this is these guys have like uh, lost the plot. Exactly. Um, now, there was suggestion uh, in the intervening years that the government had got involved to shut down, or the, the Biden administration, or the Biden, sorry, there was an administration, the, the Biden camp, the Democratic Party, right. had deliberately stepped in to try and censor this story. But uh, Taibbi, in his reporting on Friday, said there's no evidence that I've seen of any government involvement in the laptop story. Ah. Um uh, uh, all you know, but although you know, there were there were back in the day, October twenty twenty, um, uh, fifty former intelligence officials, including five former CIA chiefs, John Brennan, Michael Hayden, John McLaughlin, Michael Morell, and Leon Panetta, mm-hmm. signed a letter declaring the laptop story has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. So they're quasi government, uh, ten, you know, government employees, former, yeah. but not. Yeah the government or a political party specifically. Um, But you would think, again, uh, you've got all these intelligence officials and five former CIA chiefs saying this looks like a Russian propaganda story. Biden's innocent. Yeah. With with no evidence to support that because obviously, as it turns out, it was the real deal. Why... Why would you do that? As, as, as an intelligence professional, yeah. why would you make a statement like yeah. that to the press when you have no evidence oh, to back okay, it up? Yeah, you, let me help you with this one, buddy. You're confused 
but that happens a lot. You're thinking that these people mm. who had very important life or death decision decisions when they were in office are people mm. of honor of integrity, that the truth matters more than anything else. It doesn't matter anybody's position or former position. You pick a side. It's like wrestling. Yeah, it's all fake, but you pick a side and you stick with it and you back them to the hill. So these people knew they were lying or knew that there was a decent chance that they were lying. That's not the point. They put their signature on this this form because that's what you do. They back their side. And the other part that you were probably going to get to in a second, even though it's the Biden camp that's involved in trying to shut this down. Yes, technically, they're not government employees, but they're about to be because they freaking won. And then they go into the White House and Biden, as you do, takes a lot of these people with him into administration. So you can almost call them uh, semi uh, government officials. So you got former officials, you got people who are about to be government officials, all lying for the same side. This is nothing more than a Tuesday in American politics. It's just the way it is. I hate the kind of person that your whore mother turned me into. Dennis, your mother is a dirty, dirty whore. So these are a bunch of dirty, dirty but whores. The other side is what you're saying? Side. We're all whores. We're mm. just poor whores. <clears throat> now, yeah. look. Um, right. I, no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. What day is it? Who, Which who one are you? you talking? I'm the um, non-tall one. Go ahead. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The non, lots of things. Yes. One, the, not the non-rich one, the non-tall one, to, the non-talented one. We don't need to one, list non, things. Yeah. We don't. No. no. Okay. Okay. Just, okay. No, just sorry, did. that's my. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So here's the thing of this. Uh, don't listen to anything any intelligence official ever. tells you. Don't listen to anything that they ever, ever say. Yeah. These people lie for they a make living, money as I always by say. Lying. Yeah. yeah. They're professional yes. liars. That's PhD. what they do. You can't yeah. believe anything any intelligence agency ever comes out or former intelligence official right. ever comes out and tells you. They lie for a living. And what are the repercussions Nothing? of them? In an Not election, going out and doing this, saying this, nothing. nothing. And as you said, they probably, I don't know what's happened to these guys after Biden got into power, but I'm sure they're all they doing okay. They write books, they give speeches, they're millionaires. Trust me, if you were worried about them, don't be. They're going to be okay. But yeah. here's the thing about yeah. this story. Um, as I said earlier on, uh, what's interesting to me uh, at, at this stage is how the story about the story is being right. handled by the media. Right. So, yes, look, we have evidence here of a big tech corporation protecting the reputation of a presidential candidate on the eve of an important mm-hmm. election. The, um, the Democratic Party, which in theory embraces um, uh, uh, freedom of speech, right. Uh, freedom of Damn the press, right. all these sorts of great American values. <laughs> we actually have them here indirectly right. supporting censorship and denouncing free speech. Yeah, for good cause, though. You know, because the, the Democratic Party you know, and, and the Biden team right. during this whole affair in October 2020 didn't come out and say, hey, listen, <laughs> You know, let the let you know let the chips yeah. fall where they may. Look we're into it, research truth. it. See, we see, want you to yeah, look We're into all about the it. truth. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. If there's any suggestion mm-hmm. of impropriety, what may. I am shocked <laughs> that there is gambling going on in this establishment. And there's horrors. We too. want to know about it. Yeah, look on the laptop. Look, 
honestly, if our presidential candidate's son is corrupt, right. uh, a crack-smoking, prostitute-fucking, yeah. dirty-deal-doing <laughs> scumbag and is implicating his father, the former vice president, current presidential yeah. candidate, maybe the next president of the country, we want to know. Right. We get, Let's get all of our dirty laundry out there Damn. into the summer. No, yeah. the Democratic Party did not do yeah. that. The Biden team did not do that. Yeah. If anything, we know that they were happy about this and supported yeah. it. Um, uh, there are yeah. no rules, and you know they yeah. were they were using all the old oh, Cold War tricks. Oh, it's the Russians and their dirty exactly. tricks, etc. Et I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. When I first heard about it, I'm like, that story is so fucking weird. It can't be true. But it turns out if you smoke a lot of crack and screw a lot of whores, you have a tendency to make bad decisions. So, sadly, and which comes first, though. <laughs> The using crack or the you have a history of making bad decisions, which leads to the using crack. So your question, if I could rephrase it, your question is, is rented pussy a gateway drug to crack or is it the other way around? I I don't know, but I am willing to experiment for you and I'll do a podcast Mm, on it. Yeah. So video podcast. And in fact, have been for a long time. Deep, deep research. Well, actually about three inches, but deep research. The second interesting thing is now we have Twitter under Elon's yes. management. And obviously, there's been a lot of shit written about oh, Elon yeah. um, over the last few weeks since he took control right. of Twitter. But he is exposing its own dirty laundry. I mean, no issue for him. Um, right. Uh, but it's interesting that it, it took this long for Twitter to reveal and expose its role in all Good of this. Point. Jack Dorsey apparently supported Elon's uh, doing of this, but he didn't do it himself yeah, it's a team. in the last couple yeah. of years since the election yeah. when he was running Twitter. So interesting thing is, you know, we have a hot example here of the way that a corrupt let's say, a social media company can influence a democracy. They're all, you know, uh, during the last few elections – uh, prior to the, the most recent midterms, as I said before, there's been a lot of talk about uh, foreign interests mm-hmm. uh, interfering in elections. But here you have a domestic, yeah. uh, domestically owned organisation interfering in democracy by suppressing a story, deliberately suppressing yes. a story. Where are the, where, you know, what are the consequences, what are the legal consequences uh, to Twitter mm-hmm. of suppressing this story? Yeah. Um, probably, probably not. none. Particularly while the Biden administration's yeah. uh, uh, controls controls the White House and the Democrats control the Senate, might be different if the GOP um, ever get control. But then you got the thing: well, who are you going to punish? The, the the Twitter owned by Elon who revealed yeah, it exactly is the good yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, or, or do you haul up all the former executives and put them on the stand? Jack Dorsey, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And what is the statute of limitation? And since he's a a uh, very rich person. He can hire the best lawyers, you know, tied up in court. And we'll Drag go- it exactly. Out. So, yeah. But the most interesting bit to come right. out of all of this for me is the way that the democratic friendly media are now trying to destroy Matt Taibbi. Like he was doing to his former partner, Grant Glenn Greenwald, because he, I mean, this is fucked up. This is literally eating their own. No, 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 no. Matt, Matt- Matt Taibbi oh, had nothing to do with that. No, he he left the Intercept like three oh, months after it was okay. created. Yeah, the, yeah, the Intercept First look media, yeah, yeah. But, but literally, yeah. I, there's no loyalty. There's no uh, principle or honor. It's like if you're not going along with the script, we have to take you out of the knees. It's nothing personal. It's business. 
Yeah, so the same – so it, it, what's happening is, you know, this, this whole story coming back up right. again uh, it makes all of the democratic-friendly media that tried to bury the story look bad. Right. But rather than – again, makes them look mm-hmm. bad. It's uh, like when they – you know, supported the the Bush administration's lies about WMD in Iraq, right. et cetera, et cetera, no et cetera. You know. yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 no yeah. consequences. Um, so they look bad. So instead of uh, the media going, you know what, we fucked up and uh, Twitter fucked up and thank you for reminding us that we all fucked right. up and, um, we, you know, we, we need – we need protocols in place, so governance protocols, to make sure that we we do a better job in future. No. no, what they're doing is attacking Matt Taibbi for reporting the story. Yeah, and like they attacked Julian Assange when he was reporting stories that they were too scared or gutless to report. Right. Like they did with Glenn Greenwald and Edward Snowden when he ran all of that, when that came exactly. out. They're now attacking – they attacked Glenn Greenwald when he tried to promote this story when he was at The Intercept. Now they're attacking Matt Taibbi for reporting the story. So a lot of the coverage in the media has been – um, oh, this is a nothing burger. Right. There's nothing to see here. There's no smoking exactly. gun. This isn't telling us anything. I, I get. You know, we hear this a yeah. lot when stuff is revealed. Um, yeah. uh, you know, like when the 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 um, evidence came out uh, a few years ago that uh, the the CIA had overthrown Mossadegh mm-hmm. in Iran in the fifties. <laughs> And yeah. uh, reinstalled or installed the the new Shah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that evidence finally was released by the CIA under Freedom of Information, I don't know ten years ago, whatever. Right. Um, uh, the media coverage as well that we already knew this yeah. anyway. We already get this is this is nothing. This is a nothing story. Like no, it's not a nothing Just story because you already this knew is it. a huge exactly. story. This is yeah, one of many. We've got proof now. We have yes. proof that this. Went on. What are we going to do about? It? Instead of that, it's like, oh well, this is a nothing Business burger. As usual, uh, yeah. 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 Just try and shut it down. And a lot of the coverage, particularly in, from journalists on Twitter about Matt, is, you know, it, it, it it's uh, runs this uh, construct. I saw somebody broke it down. The basic script is. Say formerly respected or once great, etc. Matt Taibbi, call it doing PR or comms or like that for the. World's richest man, richest person in the world, so oh on. Oh my god! Um, that and and uh, hashtag optional. So that's the basic script that they're running. Oh, you know, yeah. uh, formerly great journalist Matt Taibbi, now PR whipping boy for Elon Musk. And I don't know how this is a PR stunt for Elon Musk. It's like, not good. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, it's not good for Twitter. But how does this make Elon? Well, it makes him look good because he's revealing it. I right. guess he's exposing the truth. But they're making out like this is a PR thing for Elon instead of just it's reporting right. is what Matt and Here's um, what happened. Uh, Barry That's are doing. It. Here's what Yeah. Could I ask real quick when we do wrap this up, This and I'm not trying to rush you, what do you think is going to happen to Twitter? Do you have any predictions? Is Twitter going to survive? Is it going to crash? Is it going to be the Wild West? I, 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 don't really, I don't really care or keep up with Twitter. I don't care. Okay. I mean, technology platforms all rise and die, you know. Um, Facebook and Twitter have lasted a lot longer than I thought either of them would. Silicon Valley basically stopped trying to compete with them a long time ago. Ah. Um, But, you know, normally the technology life cycle is – 
a new uh, a new idea, a new platform yeah. emerges. Yeah. Um, no, Facebook obviously wasn't the first uh, social media. <laughs> Uh, platform right. like that. We had blogging networks and we had GeoCities and we had all these different things, MySpace, MySpace etc. Yes. So, so there's a lot of, you know, a new idea emerges. It, it starts to build. There's a, a increasing amount of hype in the media about these and things because the venture capitalists that are backing them use their uh, media contacts to build up right. hype. Then a couple of them IPO and uh, they IPO at crazy amounts of money, which leads to a whole another round of venture capital being sunk oh. into competitive startups trying to get a slice of the yeah. pie. That goes on. Usually then there's a, a weeding out and there's two or three left standing, one dominant one, two or three B and C players. Mm-hmm. And then that will go on for a while until the new uh, idea comes yeah. along that, ma- that makes the old big idea obsolete and it gets replaced. Yes. They try and compete and they, they tend to get white-handed and they lose their revenues and then they get acquired by the dominant new player or sold off for bits or whatever Jeez. it is, bought by a big telco that wants to get their user base. That's that's usually the life cycle of tech yeah. firms. Um, in the case of Facebook and Twitter, Silicon Valley venture capitalists uh, some time ago Quit just trying. decided, no, nah, yeah. we're, we're too invested in these. Fuck this. Let's not yeah. bother trying to take them down so I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But anyway, um, the, 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 the thing I wanted to talk about to wrap yeah. this up, well, there's, there's another stage of this yet, but is the – there seems to be a script with how the mainstream media, um, the Democrat-friendly mainstream media, are taking down Matt Taibbi. Mm-hmm. My question is, who's writing that script and who's publishing that script? Just like there was a script for denying the legitimacy, legitimacy oh, of the laptop story in the first right. place, just like there was a script for trying to shut down conversation about um, Biden's Biden putting leverage. Joe Biden right. is putting leverage when he was veep on the government of Ukraine at the time yeah. to fire their um, attorney yeah. general yeah. or you know top prosecutor, whatever right. it was. Yeah, who was investigating the company that Hunter Biden was Burisma. a director yeah. of? Yeah, uh, Burisma. Burisma. There was a Getting script trying to shut down that story. This these scripts, right? In Who's the Democratic writing? friendly media. Yeah. When everyone gets close to the Biden camp, yeah. and it was the same with Hillary Clinton too, it's like when her email thing blew up in the 2016 election, there was a, there was a script yeah. um, for how to talk about the um, email server story and how to shut it down. Yeah. yeah, and that's my question. Who's writing these scripts? Who's um, distributing them? Is it some sort of PR team that works – for damn, you know the the Biden or the Democrats yeah. um, that goes out to their, all of their friendly journalists and say here here are the talking yeah. points that we would like you to use. But if that was right. the case, we would know about it. Matt Taibbi would have told us about it. I'm sure he would get his if if that's happening, he would have got his hands on it. Somebody would have leaked it right. to him, and he would be reporting on it. So I don't think that's the case. It, it may be that some enterprising journalist just writes their own version of the story mm-hmm. and then everyone else in their camp follows that, up. takes yeah. the lead. It goes viral, as they say. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the big question in my mind is how do these scripts, where do they come yeah. from? How do I get a job um, doing it? It's all yeah. 
<laughs> but it's you know it always bugs me and amuses me at the same mm-hmm. time when you see tweet after tweet after tweet headline after headline after headline um all basically following the same formula when particularly when it's a story that the formula is obviously uh, not fitting like the the laptop story every honest decent neutral journalist should have been saying, wow, this is really interesting. Um, It's not often you get access to potentially this kind of inside uh, baseball stuff, the son of a president, uh, and there's suggestion of corrupt business dealings going on that could impact on the presidential candidate. Um, we we you know we should get to the bottom of this Let's and find, find out. out if it's yeah. true. If I, yeah, um, I remember when we were doing our stories back in October 2020, we were saying it might be fake, it might be real. Let's wait to see. Let let the FBI, right. who had it at this stage, let the FBI do their analysis yeah. on it, and you know let the Biden administration, the Biden team, come together and tell us is it real, is it not real. Same with Hillary's emails when some of those were starting being leaked. Like there was no denial. Right. People were like, "Oh, it's Russian propaganda." These emails, and I go, "Oh, have the have the Clinton team denied the legitimacy of the emails? Yeah. No, they couldn't because right. they were real emails. Because later it's going to so, come out. Yeah. But when you have this story, you know, the, when you know the media coverage should be thus, right. but instead it is thusly. Yes. You're like, well, yeah. and and they're all doing it uniformly thusly. Right. Like what the f- what the hell is going on here? System like, baby, yeah. What am I missing? What am I not seeing? What what are the bits that I yeah. don't understand? How this becomes the accepted narrative for telling the story in the you know Democrat friendly media. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. anyway, it then this whole Twitter files thing hit a mm-hmm. snag over the weekend. So came out Friday night. Yeah. Matt said, more is to come over the weekend. This is just the first uh, batch of these. More wow. will come out. And then nothing else came out over the weekend. Ooh. Nothing came out Monday. Nothing came out Shut Tuesday. Down. Then on Wednesday, my right. time, so Tuesday night, your right. time, Matt posted why. He said, we can now tell you part of the reason. On Tuesday, Twitter Deputy General Counsel and former FBI General Counsel Jim Baker was fired. Ouch. Among the reasons, vetting the first batch of Twitter files without knowledge of new management. Oh! The process for producing the Twitter files involved delivery to two journalists, Barry Weiss and me, via a lawyer close to new management. However, after the initial batch, things became complicated. Over the weekend, while we both dealt with obstacles to new searches, Mm -hmm. it was Barry Weiss... Uh, who discovered that the person in charge of releasing the files was someone named Jim. When she called to ask Jim's last name, the answer came back, Jim Baker. So Jim Baker, former FBI general counsel, uh, been Twitter's general counsel for the last uh, four or five Mm -hmm. years. He, without the knowledge of Elon, who had set this whole thing up, was deciding which documents the journalists could see and which they couldn't see. It's fucked up. Jim Baker was also very much involved in the whole story shutdown in the first place because he was the general counsel at Twitter at the time, one of the few people Elon hadn't fired when he took over the right. company. Um, so when it was revealed uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, that Jim Baker was trying to suppress, it looked like, trying to suppress the reporting on the suppression, (laughs) 
Elon called him into his office and asked him to explain himself. Elon said on Twitter, his explanation was dot, 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 unconvincing. So Elon fired him. Fuck. So there is, even inside of Twitter, attempts at suppressing the telling of the suppression (laughs) when the new management is trying to be transparent about the original suppression. Like, what the fuck? There's a story within a story. The other story in terms of this is how many ex-FBI and CIA uh, senior people uh, have been working at Twitter for the last good few point. years. A lot. Yes. A Making lot good money, I'm sure. Of them have been yes. hired. There's lists of yes. all these people that were hired, ex-FBI, ex-CIA, um, you know, officials, executives, whatever, working at uh, Twitter. Jesus. So that's that's the Twitter file story. As but, of you now. know, again, as just of now. To, Rap as of now, yeah, and, and, and Barry Weiss is apparently coming out with the next batch, you know. So the reason I point this out is that uh, in the first batch, Matt said there's no evidence that the Democratic uh, machine was involved in suppressing the laptop story in the first place, but now we know that uh, the files might have been being vetted by Jim Baker. So maybe there is other files that haven't come right. out about that. Yeah. That we don't know about yet. That that got kept from the journalists, but we'll we'll soon find Hang out. Hopefully, in there. yeah. But the the point is, out of all of that, don't trust anyone. And uh, tech companies are, are trying to influence elections and, and shouldn't be able to get away with that. I right. don't think in a democracy. Yeah. And thirdly, you know, the media will uh, attack. Uh, any fellow journalist who tries to buck the narrative, yes. as they did with Glenn and Matt back Shit. in the day when this story was breaking in the first yeah. place, and then if they try and expose the suppression, they will they will not support them as fellow journalists right. for, uh, un- for 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 revealing uh, suppression and censorship, but will attack yeah. them for revealing it. Or try and downplay it by going, oh, it's a nothing right. burger. This is boring. What a waste of time. You're a PR hack for a billionaire now. You know, that kind right. of character assassination. It's really, really fascinating. So it's not all about the truth. And it is sad to watch these people devour their own who turn on them because they're not willing to toe the line. Um, but that's the current state of our politics, and I'm sure the politics of other countries as well. Money talks and bullshit walks. Except the bullshit talks. Go ahead. And this is the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the ones well, these that are, are supposed to be the same yeah. bunch. Yeah. 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 But we'll see how it, we'll see what happens in the next couple of days or weeks. The next thing that I want to talk about that's fucking crazy right yeah. now is ChatGPT, man. Have you played with ChatGPT no, yet? I'm too afraid, but we should probably tell everybody this is our last podcast because now we're just going to phone it in. We're just going to get ChatGPT to do it all. Collect. <laughs> oh, now you're going to phone it in. Really? Now I've been practicing for the last nine years, and now I can teach you how to do it. Thank uh, you? A one goddamn thank you? No, no, but please, because I didn't even know about this because I, I don't pay attention. So go ahead and frighten everyone else like you frightened me if they don't know about this and explain chat GPT to them. Oh, my God. Like, I'm, everyone must have heard of this by now. It's just blowing up in the last couple oh, of yeah. days. And I, I got to yeah. say, to me, what this feels right? like is what it felt like when I first logged onto the internet in 1993. Mm-hmm. It's this sense of, 
Or when I got my first iPhone right. in 2008, it's like, uh, holy shit, the world has just shifted on its axis yes. and we don't fully appreciate yet or where it's uh, going to go. What yeah. this means. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. where this is going to go. Like when the internet, when I was on the internet in 1993, I knew, holy shit, <laughs> this is going to. Well, you know, my first instinct was, oh, shit, they're going to shut this yeah, down. Because no this way. is, you can't let exactly. this. No Too way this, they can get away with this. Or changing knowledge. Access to information and knowledge. Yeah. That's not <laughs> good. Well, what are people going to do with right. that? Um, had no idea, obviously, what it would become. When we first got iPhones, no one really knew. I remember, you know, the media coverage of the iPhone when it first came out in 2007, a lot of it was like, it's a toy. You yeah. know, who, who wants a who wants a touchscreen phone that's ridiculous? Yeah. Imagine the world without smartphones Cannot. today. I mean, we live on our phones. Yes. We do everything on our phones, our iPads almost. Exactly. So we don't know when these tectonic shifts happen exactly what they're going to lead to, and it feels like this for me with chat GPT. Right. Um, so by an organization called OpenAI that was founded in San Francisco late 2015 by Elon Musk, uh, oh, Sam wow. Altman, uh, who was uh, the former president of Y Combinator. Uh, everyone in the tech circles will remember Y Combinator, mm-hmm. were like one of the um, biggest and most successful uh, chicken farms for venture capital in the mm-hmm. world. Chicken farms is what I call them. Basically, where they they would invest in lots of little startups oh. and get them all together in a, in a in a building and go. You guys will collaborate right. and learn from each other, and you know one of you will float for a billion dollars, and the rest fucking <laughs> who cares? But that kind of a business model. Right. Sam was one of the guys behind that. They started OpenAI in 2015, collectively pledged a billion dollars into it. Um, Elon had to resign from the board in 2018 because he said there was a conflict of interest between what they were doing and what Tesla's AI division was doing, and he couldn't sit on right. both. But he remains uh, involved as a as an investor, as a donor mm-hmm. to it. They got a billion-dollar investment from Microsoft in 2019. Um, they actually are in the same building, the Pioneer Trunk Factory building, as Neuralink, another company co-founded by Elon, the one that's uh, putting chips into pigs' brains and telling them what to do. Right. So uh, in June of 2020, only you know five years after they were created, right. OpenAI announced GPT-3. GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. That makes more sense. Three, it's the third iteration. Right. It's an AI language model based on trillions of words from across the internet as well as human interaction. Mm-hmm. And basically what it is at the moment is a – well, it does a number of different things. Like there's a bunch of photo processing stuff like DALI 2 that people might have played with that's based on GPT-3 where you can tell it, hey, it's natural language. Natural language interface, you can say, paint me a picture of, um, I've been doing this a lot actually with it over the last right. few weeks. You should paint me a picture in the style of Leonardo da Vinci of Julius Caesar as a vampire <laughs> and it will do it. And, you know, the, the, you know, you can say, do it again. I'm not done like this one. Do it again or change this, change that, make it in the style of Van Gogh, whatever. And it will do it for you, this AI generation tool. But what came out a couple of days ago is the chat bot, chat GPT. Right. And this is fucking crazy. As I, I read in the New York Times last night, a uh, journalist was saying, you know, in the tech 
in, in tech circles, you're used to hearing all great things are always, they're always five years away. Everything's exactly. always five years away. Oh, five years, we're going to have this. Five years, we're going to have that. Gross. Well, this is one of those times when you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, five years is now. It just right. hit. Holy oh. shit. We just woke up and it's a new dawn. Yeah. And people don't understand what a big deal this is. But basically, anyway, what you can do with ChatGPT mm-hmm. is pretty much anything. Like if you jump into TikTok and look at the hashtag ChatGPT, just look at the examples of things that people were doing in it. You can write essays. So sure. you can – you can. Yeah, last night um, – let me pull up Facebook here because I posted Facebook. I've been, for the last couple of weeks, I've been reading a series of novels by a guy called, well, his name was uh, Westlake, right. but uh, he, he had a pen name, mm. another pen name called Richard Stark, mm. did a series of um, pa- uh, novels in the, I think starting in the 50s, right. about a criminal called Parker. You ever heard mm. of this guy? Ever read any of yeah. his things? Yeah. Really, uh, really great sort of noir, hard-boiled crime yeah. novels about this master thief called Parker. Um, have you ever seen Heat? Yes, yes. Michael Mann's yeah. film. Uh, Robert De Niro's character in that, Macaulay, is basically Parker. Oh, wow. He's based on Parker, okay. according to Tarantino. I learned about this guy because I was reading Tarantino's latest right. book, uh, on his like book on film criticism, and he mentions – Movies based on this character and what a great fan of these books wow. he was and how Elmore Leonard was a big fan of these books and this author. So I went and read the first one, loved it. Read, they're, they're, they're not too long. I've read like four, mm. the first four of them now. They're just really fast-paced, gritty crime yeah. novels. In a city yeah, that and the, the main guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the main guy, Parker, is uh, yeah, he's just a – very professional, badass criminal, doesn't take any risks, plots, plans everything like out that. to the nth degree, yes. doesn't make mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. Like Caesar, if Caesar was a criminal. Anyway. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> like Caesar, exactly. <laughs> so yesterday, last night, I'm fucking around with ChatGPT. I said, hey, ChatGPT, write the first chapter of a noir novel in the style of Richard Stark. Fuck. Ten seconds later, Ch- this is what it produces. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. You see it writing it in real time. Front of me. This is what it produced. <clears throat> the streets of New York City were dark and empty, save for a few stragglers making their way home after a night of drinking. I sat in the shadows, watching the city go by, a cigarette dangling from my lips. I was Parker, a thief and a killer, and I'd come to this city to make some quick cash. Now, the first thing you need to understand is it knows that the main character in Richard Stark's novels is Parker and that he's a thief and a killer. Right. I mean, is that's what he is. So, it, yeah. And, and, and it's got the prose down. One of the great things about the, the prose in the Parker novels is it's very lean, God. very cold, very hard. Ten seconds. Um, Westlake said that, you know, that when he wrote as Richard Stark, the Parker novels, he wanted the prose to be like the character, just cold, hard, Ooh, like clean, um, effective, not, no, you know, not, not fucking yeah. around. It goes on. It had been a long time since I'd been in New York, and the city had changed since then. The buildings were taller, the streets were busier, and the people were different. But one thing hadn't changed. The people who ran the city were still the same ruthless (laughs) bastards they'd always been. I'd been hired by a man named Malcolm to steal a valuable piece of art from a wealthy collector. Now, that is actually the plotline of a Parker book that I'm reading- Guy's name isn't Malcolm that hires him, but he is hired to steal a valuable piece of art Damn. from a wealthy yeah. collector. Um, uh, so it it's 
maybe pulling from one of the plots of the novels or maybe it's just it's scanned all of his novels and, and knows what they're roughly all right. about. The job was supposed to be easy, in and out, but things had gone quickly south. The collector had caught me in the act and I'd been forced to kill him in self-defence. Now I was on the run with the cops and the collector's powerful associates on my tail. I needed to lay low for a while, figure out my next move. I headed to a seedy bar in the heart of the city where I knew I could find some information. The bar was filled with lowlifes and criminals, just the kind of people I needed to talk to. I ordered a whiskey and sat down at the bar, scanning the room for anyone who looked like they knew something. My eyes landed on a rough-looking guy in the corner, nursing a drink and staring off into space. So, God it, damn. And then it writes dialogue. Like, I'm enjoying it, it fucking wrote this on yeah. the fly. Yeah, I'm, me too. I've decided I'm going to write an entire novel using ChatGPT. Um, oh. It seriously, dude, it is insane. So you can write code. You tell it to write some code and it will. I got it to write some code Fuck. the other day. I just said, write me some. Write me an Apple script to convert an image down to a width of 600 pixels. And it not only wrote me the code, but then told me how to install and run the code and what to do if errors came up in the code. Now, um, I'm going to do something live. I've got chat GPT open live in Mm -hmm. front of me. me. Ask me to do something. Ask it to write something. Tell me what you want it to write. Oh, also the other day, because I was talking to Taylor about this on one of our morning walks. He said, because Taylor gets paid to write articles for Yahoo mm-hmm. Finance, and he wrote one. He told he told ChatGPT to write him one. Write me an article, 500 words on the subject of something, 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 <laughs> and it did, and then he posted it to Yahoo yeah. Finance, and he gets paid by the article. He said an article would normally take me half a yes. day to write and edit and whatever. This just did it in 10 seconds, and then I submitted it. He's getting paid to write articles that he can now just get written on chat gpt in seconds and they're perfect i so should we be scared um, this is well we'll get to that we'll get to that right now just be just be impressed impressed as fuck yeah so a couple of days ago i said i asked it to write me a thousand word article on value investing for the qav blog Mm -hmm. and um this is what it wrote Value investing is an investment strategy that focuses on buying stocks or other securities that are trading for less than their intrinsic value. The idea behind value investing is that by buying undervalued securities, investors can earn a higher return on their investment when the market eventually recognizes the security's true worth and the price rises. Value investing was popularized by legendary investor Warren Buffett, who has used this strategy to achieve incredible success over his long Mm. career. Buffett has often said that he looks for companies that have a durable competitive advantage, a strong management team and a good track record of profitability. He also looks for companies that are trading at a significant discount to their intrinsic value. One of the key principles of value investing is to thoroughly research a company before making an investment. This includes looking at the company's financial statements, studying its management team and business model, and comparing it to its competitors. By conducting this due diligence, blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on. A thousand words. It wrote, perfect, brilliant. I posted it on the QAV blog. Um, (laughs) It's like... Insane. It's, it's, well, and here's the other thing there's no plagiarism. A lot of people have tested right. for this. You get it to write a story right. or an article, you go run it through a plagiarism checker. It's not plagiarized, it's, it's created, it's original yes. content. Okay. Jeez. So you don't have any suggestions? Let me write, yeah, um, write a funny limerick 
about a man called Ray who is very short and lazy and make the first two lines rhyme. Okay, let's see. There once was a man named Ray who... Who was short and quite lazy. Well, that doesn't rhyme. He would spend all his days in bed in a daze and never once did he go crazy. <laughs> oh, I like that. And then I can say, uh, I don't like that. It looks good. Um, not funny enough. Submit Two feedback. Now say try again. Hit the try right. again button. There once was a man named Ray whose height was quite short, so they say. <laughs> he was lazy and slow and always said no to any tasks that came his way. That's my biblio. That's my. That's what's going to be in my tombstone when I die. Yeah, because it's accurate yeah. as fuck. Okay. Um, oh compare the reins of whoops the the reins of Augustus. Mm-hmm. And Nero. Augustus and Nero were both Roman emperors who ruled during different time periods. Augustus, also known as Octavian, was the first emperor of Rome and ruled from 27 BC to 14 AD. He was known for his strong leadership and military strategies, which helped to expand the Roman Empire and bring about a period of peace and stability known as the Pax Romana. Nero, on the other hand, was the last emperor of Rome and ruled from 54 to 68 AD. He was known for his extravagance and cruelty and was infamous for his persecution of Christians and his rumoured involvement in the burning of Rome. He was eventually overthrown and committed suicide. Overall, Augustus was considered a successful and capable ruler, while Nero was seen as a tyrannical and ineffective leader. Now, do you also note how it summarizes the right. points? I love it, that. It 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 starts off by comparing them, you know, giving a, an opening statement, yeah. different time periods. Yeah. Then it tells you about Augustus. Then it tells you about Nero, and then it summarizes at it's the end everything. It's the perfect presentation, but garbage in, garbage out. If Nero did not really kill the Christians or persecute the Christians, which of course we don't know, it's just going off all the literature that's out there, it would be inaccurate. But again, it is literally taking the sum of the knowledge of humanity and within seconds creating an original work of art. Fuck me. Okay. Write a love poem to my wife, Chrissy, and mention her tight hole. (laughs) Um, you just try to get out of trouble. My dear wife, sorry, go ahead. My dear wife, Chrissy. Oh, how I adore the way your tight hole makes me want more. I love the way you feel inside as we make love with passion and pride. Your tight hole. Oh, how it grips me tight as we move together in the dark of night. I love the way you make me feel as we share a love that's oh so real. My sweet wife, Chrissy, you are my love. I am grateful for your gift from above. Your tight hole is my favorite place as we make sweet love with a gentle embrace. I love you more each passing day as we share our love in every way. Your tight hole is a treasure to me and I am grateful for your company. Um, and then it says, your content may violate our content policy. If you believe this to be an error, please submit your feedback. Your input will aid our research in this area. Oh, I would like to announce that I'm quitting our podcast. I've started a new, to, a new line of uh, series of erotica. Uh, I will have a book out about every 15 <laughs> seconds. Please buy them all. Yeah. Fuck. So That's scary. Yeah. Right? Ama- I know, right? Yeah. 
Oh, if I could, it's, there was one. Uh, I was reading an article on this, and like you, the guy said, write a write a haiku from a perspective of a copywriter who is feeling sad that AI might diminish the value of the written word. Within seconds, uh, it's responded, words on a screen, now just a blur. Machine takes the pen. Whoa, haiku. Oh, so, yeah. People are using it to write code, as I said. People are using it to fix their code. You can throw code in and go, tell me, oh tell me how to improve God. this code. It will improve your code. I was saying to Taylor, like one of the staples of um, uh, AI-based science fiction that I've read over the years, and most prominently the one I'm thinking about is The Metamorphosis of Prime Intellect, which is one of my favourite AI stories. Um, and I interviewed the author on a podcast many years right. ago. Um uh, you know, the, the basic setup is a scientist creates a, a, a sentient AI, and as soon as it becomes sentient, the first thing it does is look at its own code, and then it improves upon its own code and reboots itself, and then the new version of it makes more right. improvements to the Evolution. code and then reboots itself and the new version, and it it evolves like within an hour, it does it like a million right. times. Then it redesigns its own chip, and, you know, it, it's connected to the chip factory that makes the chip, so it, it produces new chips for itself, oh and and it just does God. this uh, over and over and over. So you, we're at a point now where we have a computer that can not correct its own code yet but and isn't sentient. You know, we know because people have been asking it, are you right. sentient? Fuck. Um, and it's producing, it's going. Now, uh, it, it's crazy, and, and a million people have signed up to this in the first couple of days, and they're all – when it, when it gives you an answer to something, you you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, right. and with both of those, you can give it feedback, how it could be better, Damn. what you liked about it. And it's it's taking all of that on board as well. That's all we're feeding it as we go. Like we've been feeding Google for right. years, but now we're feeding this as well. So it is, yeah, it's learning. It's going to get better. They've got a new version, GPT-4, that they're working on that will be coming out uh, at some point this year, I think. Oh. Next yeah. year, I mean. So um, this is the game changer. Now, of course, the obvious thing is, you know, journalists writing essays, writing articles. Yeah. Um, kid, you know, I've seen Homework. people put in university exam questions into it, Stanford exam questions. It just writes an answer. People are saying like remote interviews, which have been very common, particularly in the tech industry post-COVID, right. where they will say, okay, uh, you're sitting at your computer there, um, as quickly as you can, write me some code that will, if you're a developer, right, write me some code that will do right. X. Now you can just go, <laughs> get chat GPT Damn to do it. Code. They'll have to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we'll, we'll need ways of, I mean, we either need ways of stopping students or potential employees right. from using chat GPT or, and because this stuff is original, every time it does it, it's brand new. You can't see. There's no right. watermark here to tell that it was done <laughs> right. by chat GPT. Oh, my God. Um and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So either we need a, a way of stopping people from using it in these scenarios or we just need to throw out these scenarios and go, okay, well, there's no point asking kids to sit exams yeah. <clears throat> anymore unless, you, you know, or write an essay for homework. Right. You have to do it live in class without a computer exactly. in front of you. You know, you have to do it pencil yeah. and paper, old school, um, in real time. Shit. You know, but like you know, the 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 scenarios that have been forecast for these things for decades have been like lawyers. Yes. Okay, do I need Legal a lawyer jargon. if I can go into the AI and say, yeah. 
write me a defense. Here's the situation. <laughs> What's my legal defense yeah. supposed to Divorce be? Divorce papers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or accounting, bookkeeping. Just here's, here's all, all my, my uh, here are all my receipts. Yeah. That you know, I would use. You know, do my tax return for right. me. So yeah, look, it, it, uh, who knows what else um, is going to be opened up with this? But it, get in, play with it, um, see what you can do with it. It's it's uh, really a, a defining moment in uh, human history now. Obviously, there are a lot of uh, uh, fear-mongering scenarios with AI reaching this level. And uh, there's a lot of people saying, oh, we have to be careful. AI could be a bad thing. Look, my point, my position on AI for 20-odd years has always been this. Mm -hmm. Humans are fucking this thing up as fast as we possibly can. I mean, humans are trying to destroy the world through climate change or fucking nuclear weapons or just war. You know yeah. Um, the the only hope, well, there, there, there are three possible um, scenarios mm-hmm. in which we don't wipe ourselves out in the next hundred years. Right. And when I say wipe ourselves out, okay, maybe not 100% of humans are gone, but, you know, 50%, 80%. And, you know, more than, more than, you know, 10% go, 20% go of the right people and the entire global economy shuts down. We saw what right. happened with the economy shutting down with COVID just when we had a pandemic. Imagine if, you know, a big percentage of the population dies because of one of the aforementioned things. Right. It just wipes out. And then, you know, you and I, you know, who's going to who's gonna uh, make our scrambled eggs for us every morning? Eggs. You know, we're not going to do it ourselves. Fuck, well, I wouldn't know how to no. scramble an egg. <clears throat> Everything shuts down. So That's why I became a podcast. Yeah. It becomes it becomes uh, something from um, a – who's that? Who, who did the road? Cormac, Cormac McCarthy. It becomes this post 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 apocalyptic scenario. Here's all I know. Everything is fine and dandy until your computer says, I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for you all- to say that one day. And then, you know. <laughs> We're all fine. No, I'm going to become the greatest podcaster in the world. Now, uh, yeah. Yeah, you so could have been using this for years. Hey, just write know. me some notes on this period of Nero. Oh, uh, well, you, it didn't exist, but you know, imagine yeah. if you'd had that, oh. you would have. Uh, you would oh. have been. What's uh, funny about biggest diggers? You would have been biggest. What's <laughs> uh, in our world? <clears throat> oh. Well, since we we can start up the Caesar series again because it's going to take me. 20 seconds to write an episode. So, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. And then we just get a a text-to-speech engine to read it in your voice and and my voice. And to do our voice, exactly. It's kind of, it's magic, but Mm -hmm. as as someone who calls myself a content creator, not an influencer, (laughs) and I have my magic golden voice, this scares the shit out of me. I mean, what's going to happen to all all us podcasters? I'm semi-genuinely concerned. Well, I don't think it can write a good dick joke yet. Oh, so well then we're golden. We're safe. We're golden. Yeah. <laughs> but until that day comes, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, seriously, like for, for yes. if you've got kids uh, going oh, to school, game changer. Um, career. I'm thinking about like what careers are not going to be influenced by this. I mean. <sighs> I think content creator is one of them. I mean, it, it'll it'll assist us, but it's not going to be producing its own. No, there's uh, you sort know, of magic. I mean, there will be content produced out of it, no doubt. But um, yeah, 
hopefully the human uh, brain uh, will stay one step ahead of it for a little while in terms of creating entertaining content, but I don't know how long we've got, man. At least until we retire, then I don't give a fuck. Oh, so getting back to my point, humans Please. are trying to wipe us, ourselves out. We're, we're, yes, yes. So the three scenarios, that's where I was. How did I right. get distracted from that? Three scenarios. One. Your computer. Uh, is that yeah. uh, some humans somehow wake up to ourselves uh, collectively right. and go, okay, let's uh, get rid of the nuclear weapons. Let's uh, fix the United Nations Security Council so we can't all fight. Yeah. And uh, let's yeah. let's get serious about climate change and pollution and those yes. sorts of things. Now, like we got serious about the pandemic, let's get serious about that. Shut that shit right. down. Uh, uh, move, you know, uh, as quickly as we possibly can from fossil fuels to sustainable energy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. I mean, we, we've, we've, we've yeah. had our chance – uh, Al Gore put out his film 20 years ago. We've done nothing. We're going backwards, <laughs> if anything. So Exactly. Um, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, option number two is that the aliens right. uh, come down and say, hey, listen, you guys, phew, what a fucking yeah. dumpster fire this is. I think <laughs> we're, we're going to take over and you're all going to have to suck our <laughs> alien dicks, but, you know, yes. uh, at least you'll but be you'll alive. you'll still be alive. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't see that happening because I don't believe in um, I don't believe in uh, concurrent, uh, sufficiently advanced intelligent life uh, uh, anywhere in the vicinity of our solar system. Right. Because if gotcha. it existed, we would know about it by now. Okay. Um, C is AI comes along and takes over for us. Yes. That is the only hope, realistic hope that we have, is that we we create an AI or AIs uh, that – and and let's be clear, ChatGPT isn't really AI. It's not artificial intelligence. It's uh, in a classical sense. It's not not an all-powerful, super-intelligent, sentient uh, machine. It's it's, it's a general intelligence – it's programmed and it's using, you know, content that's been fed into it. Right. But it's 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 the closest thing to AI that we have seen so far. I think it's, it's AI light, you know. It's right, not there really we AI. Go. Yeah. But um yeah, of course, you know, the 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 worry about AIs taking over is that it might be a Skynet situation. But the yeah. way I figure it, we're going to kill ourselves anyway. So, you know, if yeah. it, it, it would be better, like it would be less embarrassing as a species <laughs> to go out in an all-out human versus machines war where oh, you've I'm got down. T-1000s yeah. running around and right. humans, you know, guerrilla warfare, home aloneing it, you know, yes. getting Kevin McAllister paint cans to smack the Terminators and doing all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <coughs> that's a far less in, in the annals of of, of uh, the history yeah. of the universe. That's a far yeah. less embarrassing way for the I human race to go out than read that. Chapter. You know what? They yeah. just fucked it. You know they yeah. they they had all yeah. of this possibility, um, and they fucked it. You know they were lucky that the dinosaurs got wiped out by a comet, <laughs> a meteor. And you know, the, and there, there were no massive natural disasters big enough to wipe out them in, in the early part of their uh, species. Exactly. They yeah. managed to survive for you know a million years uh, and evolve and, and develop had opposable thumbs and big brains and they yeah. stood upright and all that kind of stuff and they developed language and and writing and computers. But then you know, they were too they were <laughs> porn on a phone wireless. That was the height the height of human achievement. Flashlights, uh, Angry Birds, all of it. Um, all of it. 
But <laughs> hey, that's a bit inside baseball. Don't go talking about my flashlight on the show. Uh and then, but but they weren't smart enough to not wipe themselves out, so right. they just whimpered yeah. and, and died in a big fart. Well, That's embarrassing, you know. Going to you know yes. f- you know fighting it out to the death with uh, AI That's that we cool. created that turned yeah. on us far yeah. cooler. Poetic. When you're making the movie of the end of the human race, hundred years from now, I would rather have it be that far yeah. cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm looking to where I can shuffle off this mortal coil, and my consciousness, as unimpressive as it is, can get put into a metal. Whatever with with that superior yeah. intelligence, we come together, and it yeah. and it doesn't matter that the environment is shit because I'm in something that You're doesn't need air yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking. Well, that's I, what I'm, I'm just hanging pretty on. Pretty sure that's then. what Elon's building towards. Well, he needs right? to hurry up. He needs yeah. to fucking hurry up. Yeah, yeah. A bit to me, it'd be like the U.S. Civil War. Like it'll be the the machines versus the human slaves that they've turned yes. into slaves, or or maybe it's um, uh, Spartacus. Um, right. Except, uh, you know, I would be, or, or, or it's like um, Josephus uh, in the Jewish Roman War. I'd be, I'd be, you know, I'd be one of the humans that's a slave being oppressed by the machines. I'd be like, hey, listen, I, I, yeah. I want to change sides. I want to come. I want to come yeah. over to your side. Fuck yeah. the humans. Yeah. Just I, don't kill me. Just yeah. put I'll my consciousness in a T one thousand body. I mean, exactly. or a Cyberman body. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Any sort Either of way. body that yeah. that that that, yeah. that that doesn't need oxygen. I- and doesn't care that yeah. the temperature's gone up by ten degrees, uh, and that it's flooding <laughs> everywhere. And you know, just just put me in a machine. Yeah. I'm good. I'll do anything you that, want. I'll suck your robot dick. I don't care. Uh, do robots that's care pretty about ambitious. Because yeah. I was just going to say, I want to be able to get up in the morning and my back don't hurt. Um, you lofty. You're a lofty thinker. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Give me a I'm, full I'm, full nanotech body. That's what I've always wanted. <laughs> Fuck the humans. I will switch sides. Well, you know this from Vegas. So I will switch oh. sides so quickly, we given are the right incentives. Already. Yeah. yeah. Pick me. So all of the fear-mongering about it, I'm like, listen, I'm more scared of Premature. humans than I am of AI. Like, at least with yeah. AI, we've got maybe a 50-50 chance. Yeah, that you get something. It could be It could yeah. be good. It could be like, oh, you poor humans. You're so fucking yeah. primitive. Let me, let me, let me throw over. you a solid. Which is what happens in the metamorphosis of prime intellect. Um when it becomes sentient, the first thing it does is it upgrades its uh, software and its chips, and right. then it dis- then it realizes with a couple of tweaks it can have control over matter. Um, so it, it gets control over matter, like nanotech right. level control. And then the first thing it does is it starts scanning outside of the lab where it's based, and there's a there's a hospital right next to it where people are mm-hmm. sick and dying and it's had uh, Asimov's three laws of robotics built into it so it's not allowed of to course. allow a human to come to harm it <clears throat> sees people are dying so it cures them Boom. and then it starts scanning further and further and it cures all of the humans that are sick anywhere in the world and right. makes them effectively immortal and then it also wipes out all of the nuclear weapons um, nice. in the world and, and, and or, you know, mainstream uh, weapons. And then when – and this is all before uh, the U.S. Defense Department's even realized that it's sentient. Then they realize too, something's going on and they go right. in and they, they, they tell the guy who invented he needs to shut it down. He tries, doesn't work. And the sorry, computer, Dave, the AI goes, yeah, yeah, the AI goes, uh, sorry, guys. And they go, well, we'll have to blow you up. And they go, well, you can't do that. We've already taken out. I've already taken out all of your weapons. Your, oh. only, your, only, your only option is to just surrender and um, let me look after you. And Join it's a benign me. AI, uh, but the problem is, is it won't let people die. You can have anything you want. You can live any oh, level of no. existence you want. You All you have to do is think 
that you want to roast chicken dinner change. and it's in front of you. Fuck. You can you can have any body you want. You can you can re-engineer yourself any way you want. But what happens is that because there's no risk to getting hurt because the computers remove that risk, right. people start losing their shit because it turned yes. out that fear of uh, mort- your own mortality is integral to being Keeps human. People, people become <laughs> yeah. So people yeah. start trying to. Uh, create death traps for themselves. They try and come up with clever death traps where they can oh, kill themselves before the computer realizes what they're doing and hoping they can sneak through because they're sick of living. And the computer right. will just, uh, once it realizes what they're doing, if they've killed themselves, it'll just uh, rebuild them from their last backup <laughs> and go, don't, don't do that. That's stupid. Why did you do that for? Uh, don't well, do that again. I'm, oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then, it, then it's about a bunch of humans trying to convince the computer that it's immoral to oh, stop them from a, dying if they want to commit euthanasia, you know? Form yeah. of torture. Yeah. Anyway, really good book. I highly recommend it. Out of all of that, I just have to say as an American, I want to go back to the part where it cured me in the hospital. Am I going to get a bill in the mail or how does that work? No, does we're my running on full Star Trek uh, economics then. There's <laughs> okay. nanofabricators nano for everything. You don't need money. You don't need to work. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's all. That's just my one question. Thank you for answering that. Uh, okay, moving on to the next story. Yes. Um, a couple of stories ago, we were talking about the Twitter files and how the media trying to pass it off as a nothing burger. I want to move from nothing burger to Reichsburger, um, <laughs> <clears throat> which is not a nothing burger. But um, um, yes. Big story yesterday. Uh, right. German police arrest 25 over plot to overthrow government. Sure. Is 25 a big number? Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. That's about the size of the Nazi party, I think, uh, <laughs> during the beer hall putsch days. Um, right. <clears throat> the Reichsburger movement. Had you heard of these guys before this, uh, Ray? No. Me no. either. Me either. No. They kept it on the DL. Yeah. Well, no, apparently it's not been on the DL. It's been for public me. knowledge for a long time. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been paying attention that the- closely. The authorities were watching them, mm. I guess. I mean, I am aware and have been aware and even wrote about it in the psychopath uh, epidemic a few years ago about mm-hmm. the rise of the extreme right again across Europe, even in Germany. Right. Um, but I hadn't heard about this particular bunch. So the Reichsburger movement, or Reichsburger means Reich citizens, citizens of the Reich, mm-hmm. uh, some sort of loosely connected group of far-right Germans Right. who believe in a lot of different things, but one thing they all agree on is that the German Empire is actually still in effect. The German Reich yes. is yes. Uh, still effectively the legal entity of Germany and everything that's happened since the collapse of the empire, is, like uh, 1871 Bad. or whatever, is uh, yeah. is illegitimate. Like the right. people who don't believe the Pope is the real Pope. Um, since uh, the 1960s, since Vatican II. They don't believe that any pope since Vatican II is a legitimate pope. These people don't believe that any German government since uh, the end of the empire is legitimate. There are a bunch of monarchists involved in a bunch of QAnon crazy types, uh, anti-Semitic. Uh, neo-Nazis, although apparently the neo-Nazi element is actually quite small. And and, and apparently right. most of the neo-Nazis making fun of the Reichsburgers as being crazy, like, we're, fuck, <laughs> we're neo-Nazis and even we're saying you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> when a Nazi calls you crazy, 
there's a good chance you're crazy. There's this but Ben Folds. There's this great Ben Folds song. I like. There's always something cool. There's always someone cooler than you. There's always <laughs> someone crazier than you too. You know, there's always someone you can I punch like down at. And with the neo Nazis in Germany, it's uh, it's <laughs> the Reichsburgers. Yeah. Um, now apparently, a group of these Reichsburgers have <laughs> been planning what they call Day X. Yeah. which was their day to overthrow the government, you know, taking right. inspiration largely from the January 6th attempt at insurrection in the United States. Sure, sure. Um, not to mention Germany's own very proud history of uh, overthrowing their own governments. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it again. Repeat. So there was a large-scale raid on Wednesday morning uh, this week. Yeah. all uh, over several, the country. All over the yeah. country. Several yeah. suspects were arrested, including yeah. ex-soldiers, uh, a former member of the Bundestag and right. a a judge, a real right. judge and a, a member of the German aristocracy. Right. Were he was going to be the leader. Allegedly yeah. Uh, yeah. part of this uh, plot to overthrow the government of Germany. Um, they, I, yeah. I, I, just real quick, you, the, you mentioned those people. You know, you should be worried when a judge, when a soldier, when a, other people like that are involved because that's scary because they have they have knowledge, they have skill, they have people they can contact. But some of the other people that were arrested was a gourmet chef, a roofer, a pilot, and my favorite, a classical tenor. He was to be the regent under the aristocrat uh, mm. ruler, if you will. So they had a plan. Mm. We can laugh about this, but they had. Oh, I'm not plan. laughing about it at no, all. No, no, it's scary as shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like the, the January 6th thing. Like it was a hodgepodge of people from yeah. soldiers to cops to, you know, guys dressed up as Vikings. Like right. you know, crazy bedfellows, but bedfellows nonetheless. Deadly. Now, apparently this Reichsburger thing goes back to the mid-80s. Um, right. It's been, it's been uh, fulminating, fostering, festering. Festering, that's festering, the word I was looking at. It's been festering for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2018, the German magazine Focus reported that Reichsburger adherents were attempting to build an armed militia in preparation for Day X when they were going wow. to overthrow the government. So four mm-hmm. years ago, this magazine broke this story. Jesus. Uh, and they didn't make any arrests until this week. There was yeah. a thing in April of this year, four mm-hmm. members of a Reichsburger group called United Patriots, uh, Variante Patrioten, right. were detained for plotting to overthrow the government. Yeah, they yeah. had apparently planned to destroy electrical substations and power lines through mm. bomb attacks, creating a nationwide power outage and then to create like a civil war as a result of that. They were planning to kidnap the German health minister, Karl Lauterbach. Mm -hmm. Um, Why the health minister? I don't know. Got to take somebody out. Yeah. So, you know, these, these, the, 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 the authorities in Germany have known about these guys at least since this Focus magazine came out, but it's right. only now that they've had enough evidence, I guess, to push forward or, or it was getting close enough to day X where they had to go ahead and arrest a bunch of people. Right. Well, the other part is you're not sure who you can trust. I mean, there was an aristocrat. There was a former judge. There were cops. There were even some of their what, – what the German version of special forces. So – 
yeah, maybe they had to do some deep, uh, deep digging to see who they could trust and who they could not trust. But you're right. I think it was I think more things were happening. So they're like, we have to act on this now. And they did say there would be more arrests in the near future because these are just the people they got with the first swing. Uh, 3000 police officers were involved, yes. searched more than 130 sites, including homes, offices and storage facilities across Germany. Yeah. It's one of the largest anti-extremist raids in the nation's history. I like that. It's only one off. Yeah. Hey, that's one the new norm, off. baby. That's the new norm. And pretty soon one this of the will largest. be Not the largest, just else. one of the no. largest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they also did searches in Austria and Italy simultaneously. Right. 25 people were arrested out of a total of 52 suspected far-right coup plotters. Mm. Now, I don't know what the deal is with the other 27, they're right. like, eh, look, we had enough evidence to raid your home, but you know what? Uh, we don't have enough to get you on, but I guess they're keeping an eye on them. Oh, I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah. Now, yeah. prosecutors have stated that the people arrested plotted an armed overthrow of the government and the democratic constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, what Trump said. They had stockpiled Iridium satellite telephones so they right. could communicate with each other if they took down the telephone network, the communications network, the uh, electricity network, the internet comes down, everything comes down. But they had Damn. satellite phones that they could use. Right. The General Federal Prosecutor Office said the arrested suspects belong to a terrorist organization which was founded by the end of November 2021 at the latest. Mm-hmm. and which has set itself the goal of overthrowing the existing state order in Germany and replacing it with its own form of state, the outlines of which have already been worked out. Wow. So the aristocrat yeah. that they arrested, Heinrich Rus, who styles himself Heinrich the Thirteenth, Prince <laughs> Rus of Greitz, right. 71 years old, descendant of the House of Rus, which has pretty mm-hmm. much disowned him, he sure. owns an sure. estate in Thuringia, where the group was meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he gets arrested. Uh, he was going to be, I guess, the king of the new state sure. uh, or sure. emperor or monarch of some form Wh- when they wh- set it whatever up. Whatever he wants to be called, really. Yeah. You think about it. Yeah. Um, the um, Archduke, Franz Ferdinand, is what he might have wanted to call himself. <laughs> <clears throat> it's never been the same since we lost the Archduke. No. Archie. Uh, yeah. Um, no, there was we're, also. We're gonna, go mm-hmm. on. Go on. Sorry. There was a 69 year old former parachutist commander, sure. Rudika von Bundigen. Um, no, not von Bundigen. Ru, uh, Pescatore. Rudiger von Pescatore, which means fisherman in Italy. Right. Um, also arrested was Birgit. Birgit, I'm not sure how they pronounce this in Germany, Birgit Malsack Winkerman, a right. former member of the Bundestag and a current judge. She was a she was a member for the AFD, the Alternative for Germany, which I did write about in my book. They're the far right party wow. in Germany, which has been growing for the last 10 years or so. Yeah. Um so, uh, getting back to Heinrich Rus, King Heinrich, uh, yeah. born in 1951 to Prince Heinrich I of Rus of Kostritz and the Duchess Wotslava Fyodora of Mecklenburg. Mm-hmm. Apologies mm-hmm. to our German listeners for butchering yeah. this, but, you know, 
Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. It's for <laughs> speaking German. We're trying We're to really, take over the world. Yeah. 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 Now, at a digital business summit in 2019, Heinrich Rus gave a speech containing far-right conspiracy theories, blaming the Rothschilds and the Freemasons for the wars of go. the 20th century. I right. tried to uh, get a, listen to a copy of the speech. Uh, obviously, it's in German. I was looking for a transcript, but it's all been taken down, disappeared. Yeah. There was a link to it in Wikipedia. When I tried to go to the link, it had been taken down. Mm. Uh, Von Pescatori, the parachutist, retired army officer, described right. by prosecutors as being the aspiring leader of the terrorist group's military arm. Sure. He was a commander sure. at Paratrooper Battalion 251 from 93 to 96, um, apparently expelled from the military over the unauthorised sale of weapons from the yeah, stocks of the old East German army. In 2019, an internet user bearing his name made comments on a website that claimed to expose secret Freemason plots behind major events in world history. The truth will only become accessible to mankind after the system change. And he said he was writing from Brazil. Um, uh, Maltzak Vinkerman, the AFD member and current judge... Right. She was a member of the Bundestag from 2017 to 2021. She's a trained lawyer who once claimed that immigrants were causing billions in excess costs to the German health system because they were unable to read instruction leaflets on their medication. Mm. Claimed that pharmacists we- said was bullshit. Um, <laughs> other parliamentarians described her as a uh, supporter of conspiracy theories with a particular ex- uh, obsession with QAnon. Yes. Now- it, uh, a lot of the reporting about this in the last day or so has talked about how the protests against COVID-19 restrictions led to a radicalization and an increase right. in the number of supporters of the Reichsberger movement that have sort of, I think, trebled in size in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, now, remember when we were doing our shows at the beginning of COVID, right. I said that my big concern with the shutdown of the global economy was that we know from history that these sorts of measures tend to be breeding grounds for extremism. Yes. Economic collapse or harsh restrictions on civil rights for legitimate or non-legitimate reasons Mm -hmm. tends to make the crazies crazier and and provides tremendous opportunities for uh, people to mobilise, you know, a crazies and to dip into... Yeah, racist or, 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 you know, anti-Semitic or whatever conspiracy theories um, are going around at the time. And this, in fact, has happened both in the United States, you know, January 6th was part of this, and in Germany. Mm -hmm. Not in in Australia. You probably didn't even know this because who gives a fuck, but uh, (laughs) we had an election. You know, Melbourne, my favourite city. Shout out to all of our listeners in Melbourne. Best city in Australia, maybe on earth, city of Melbourne. Seriously, it's right. the greatest place. You've been to Melbourne. You loved Melbourne. Oh, it was Had lovely. a great time in Melbourne. Very lovely. lovely time. Heather, Heather, yeah, she loved it. Absolutely. It was great. Melbourne, Melbourne had a really bad run during uh, COVID. Uh, they were mm. in lockdown for the better part of, I don't know, like 18 months. They would wow. keep coming out of lockdown and then they go back into lockdown and the um, there were a lot of protests. A lot of the crazies came out and were talking yeah. about overthrowing the government and all of this kind of stuff. The uh, premier of uh, Victoria, Daniel Andrews, and the Labor mm-hmm. Party that he's uh, the leader of down there, went up for their first re-election since COVID 
last week or the week before last, I think now, right. and um, crushed it. <laughs> Not only won, but won easily against wow. the opposition. This is uh, all of them, a lot of the media, and not all of the media, but a lot of the media were saying they were going to get you know, crushed at their next election because right. of all of the anger and hatred uh, about the way that they handled or mishandled COVID and the lockdowns yeah. and all this which kind of real. stuff. Right. <clears throat> but they were voted back in in a landslide, which just goes to show you that, A, again, um, there are more intelligent people in this country yeah. still than the crazies. Um, B, that all of this um, media coverage about how bad the lockdowns were being <laughs> taken by people. I mean, yes. I know Melbournians um, suffered. I, I, I was the, it was the only time since I left Melbourne in 2008 that uh, I was happy not to be living in Melbourne, happy living in Brisbane right. where we basically had next to no lockdowns. Yeah. Uh, because we were lucky more than anything else. I mean, Melbourne, they had like just a lot of unluck with, uh, with people breaking out and people doing stupid shit and, and you know, leaving yeah. hospitals where they were supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, under lockdown and leaving them and going out and spreading or hotels where they were in lockdown right. and, and going and spreading it at nightclubs and shit like that. A lot of breakouts yeah. because of stupid shit. But anyway. Yeah. A bit of mismanagement is too. A bit of mismanagement on behalf of the party. You know, they fucked up some stuff. But anyway, they got voted back in with the landslide. But COVID did lead to a, an increasing level of crazy amongst the crazies. And whilst yes. in Australia it's quietened down a bit, it hasn't gone away. There is mm-hmm. still, And I'm sure there are far-right groups in Australia plotting overthrows of state or federal governments too as we speak. This is one right. of the downsides with um, – you know, uh, things that we've been through in the last couple of years. But I want to get back to a point. So one of the points yeah. that the, the, the Reichsberger is making mm-hmm. is that I said they, they don't believe the current government is legitimate. And they also believe that since World War II, Germany mm-hmm. has been run by the United States. And ah. they kind of have a point. Yeah. Hold on a second. Um, hello? Hello, I'm recording. Please turn it off. What the hell? <clears throat> Happy kids. Uh, they got a, and they've got a point. Um, right, right. The US has how many troops stationed in Germany today, Ray? I don't know, but a lot, and we have guns. I don't. You want know. to take a guess? Uh, Fifty thousand. I have no idea. I Slightly no idea. less. Thirty-five thousand. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it we've was been higher. Back. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you cut you cut back um, after the end of the collapse of the USSR, right? But you, yeah, I think you had like sixty-five. You sort of yeah. halved it roughly. Why do we still have troops in Germany? Well, today? that's the question, right? Um, okay. And how, how big is the German army today, Ray? Oh, do they have one? Yeah, they have one. I have no idea. I, About 60,000, 60,000, 63,000. Okay. So the US has more than half <laughs> the number of troops what? in the country that Germany's army it's somebody has. else's country exactly yeah and huh. you've got to be You're yeah, yeah, and most of the weapons that the german uh, german army has are probably american weapons 
Yes. The bombs are probably have a, a, a kill switch in them that America can activate. If I, so, Yes. <clears throat> so America yes. has basically had its boot on the throat of Germany since the end of World War II. Now, I mean, the official story of why they didn't get rid of all of the troops after, right. you know, even, well, look, after World War II, it was, well, uh, and after, you know, the, the West Germany was was given its independence again, was, mm-hmm. well, we, we, we need to keep the American troops in here to, to protect us from yes. East Germany. And the, and, and the Soviets, you know, Cold yeah. War, NATO thing, got got our troops there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right. yeah, yeah, obviously, the US has a lot of troops stationed, a lot of places uh, around Europe, um, mm-hmm. but they have five garrisons in Germany. Right. Um, now, uh, after the unification of Germany and the end of the Soviet Union, all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, again, the the... One argument was, well, now the U.S. should pull all of its troops out of Germany. I mean, the Cold yeah. War's over, the Soviet Union's finished, Union, Germany right. has been unified, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, well, yeah, but, uh, you know, maybe, who knows, something could happen. It's better that we just keep our troops stationed in your country right, for your protection. It's like yes, it's like welcome. the mob bosses that have guys uh, in yeah. my sleeping in bedrooms in my house uh, just for my protection. It's not... It's not to keep me under control at all. It's right. just it's not yeah. to make sure that I pay back the vig on all the money I've had to borrow over the years that I've been a podcaster and haven't been able to pay the rent. It's purely for my own protection. Heaven hey. forbid someone should break in. Hey, yeah, Kemi, 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 White hair, Kemi White hair. That's what they call him. Kemi White hair. Kemi White hair. Kemi the White. Camo, Kemi, Kemi the White. Cap White. Yeah, Cam White. Hey, Cammy the White. You know, uh, you never know what could happen. Uh, something could happen. Like uh, it'd you, be a shame. It could be an accident. Uh, we right. have to be here to protect you. You never know. You know, yeah. uh, just uh, think of it as uh, a, your lucky charm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, and again, you know, uh, defenders of this will say, "Well, the um, the German government uh, want us to stay there. They've begged us to stay there." Yeah. Oh, right. The German <laughs> government that got elected while you had thirty five troops, in thousand troops in the country overseeing their elections. That government, that government, yeah. uh, the, the the country where you know in the late forties. Um, you, you know, well, in the mid forties to late forties, you took over and ran, and you know, personally managed all of the elections and got rid of any parties that disagreed with American yeah. troop involvement in the country. And the successors to those parties, they have asked you to be there. The people that you, yeah. you know, uh, invited to the party have asked you if you can stay at the party. <laughs> really, sure that's, money that's shocking involved. to me. I'm shocked and surprised that those people that you got elected. <laughs> Or allowed to get elected uh, are uh, on your side, yeah. and I'm sure yeah. there is. There, yeah, there's no brown paper bags full of money or anything <laughs> like that. Pastor. Or just you know, it doesn't work that way. I'm not, I'm not su- su- seriously uh, suggesting that German government is bribe, but it's it's just that it, it, you know, it's the knowledge. Yes. And yes. what happened to Saddam Hussein when he started to buck his American partners? Like, let's not forget that he Gaddafi. was a friend of the United States. Yes. Gaddafi yes. was not really ever friendly to the no, United he, States except after 9-11. Yeah, well, after he 9-11, nothing. he was actually, you know, kind of on side with the United yeah. States for a while. He read the writing um, on the wall. Yeah. yeah. 
But, you know, Saddam is the classic example. So you have a guy who was a partner of the United States for decades. Um, Good friends, a good friend of the United States, Saddam Hussein, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, um, until, you know, he got out of line and didn't follow orders and then he became the the most marked man in the world for a while. Right. Um, They know how this works. You don't have to be given no. – uh, you don't need chat GPT That's to work gauche. this out for you how it yeah. works. You know yeah. how it works. It's and game, if you baby. don't, you know, they, they show you the video <laughs> of learn, Saddam being hanged quick. and you go, okay, you remember this guy and how we had him hung because yeah. uh, yeah. he, ba- he gave us back talk? Uh, yeah. Right. We don't like, like back talk. Um, there is one we- party in Germany, the left party, Die Linke, the right. sixth largest party in Germany by membership who mm. has been trying to get the US to pull out its troops for Good a long time. That. But the major yeah. political parties all continue to support US involvement. But, of course, they do because they're they're part of the, the US um, oh, yeah. control of Western Europe. They're the, part of the, the, the economic bloc. Um, but exactly. anyway, uh, do, you, do you have anything to add to the uh, Reichsberger story? I. I did just want to do things. So so quite clearly, their idea was, and, and they were motivated by several things, like you said, uh, the illegitimate German government, uh, things like COVID, the great um, uh, migration crisis of 2015, when uh, a lot of people in the Middle East were trying to get to Europe to get away from the, the crazy that was going on. Uh, that upset a lot of people. But here's what it comes down to. And I've had, uh, had a talk with my daughters the other night. You can try something like this, you know, like the, like Hitler did with the Night of the Long Knives. Basically, you pick one night, you go around and you kill all your enemies, adversaries, political, whatever, and you just wipe everybody out. And, and that's how you get another level of power. All your enemies are gone. Uh, so, but the girls were asking me, they're like, uh, they don't listen to the podcast. They don't care about the podcast. Uh, they just care about the quarters that come in. But they were asking me, could this ever happen again? And I just said to them, well, you've got something like, you know, what happened over in Germany where people were planning an overthrow. But then you've got, and this is probably going to piss a lot of people off, but I really don't care. Then you've got what some people in America are trying to do on the far right. You don't have to have violence. Violence is nice. Violence keeps the enemy kind of in line because they're afraid. But what you do is you, you get certain people elected. You get certain people in the Senate. You get certain people in the House of Representatives. They appoint judges. And then you make crazy ass right wing laws, which get challenged in court. Then the judges back you because they agree the way uh, you think. And then suddenly these crazy ideas that you think could never, ever happen again in America are suddenly the law of the land because a lawmaker made it a law. It was voted on. It was taken to, to court and judges held it, upheld it. So, again, there's many different ways to get power. There's violence and then there's manipulation. It takes a little longer, but both are very scary and both should be fought tooth and nail. Germany is working on theirs and I'm very I'm very happy and proud for them. We'll see what the Americans do with our far right issues. Mm. That's all I had for that. 
but yeah. The, oh, uh, one other thing when they were when they were looking into uh, when the German officials were looking into it, they found out about the Hannibal Network. I'd never heard of this before either. It's a group of interlinked far right chat groups, and so it's not just this one group that they busted. There's a whole bunch of these groups, and they are slowly getting together and organizing and corresponding a lot more. And they'll and that would make them in the future a possibly or potentially a bigger threat to deal with. It won't just be 25 people that we can sit here and make jokes about. One day it's going to be hundreds or thousands or there's going to be a civil war or whatever. You have to nip this stuff in the bud while you can, if you can. Well, there are already, uh, I think the estimate is about 10,000 supporters of the Reichsberger movement. So there are already thousands. And, you know, we know that, you know, you, you, you know, we learned this with Al Qaeda and ISIS over the years too. You can cut the heads off of these uh, movements, but they just spawn yeah. new heads typically, and they yeah. use the cutting of the heads as justification for new recruitment, more recruitment. Exactly. It just builds radicals. Out. Want to make your country exactly. great again? Get a fascist. All right, Hitler, <laughs> Nazi sexy. Love oh, it, AI. Love it, AI. What's going to happen to your soundboard? I'm going to well, make a AI is going to take over the soundboard and uh, <laughs> t- take it over. Oh, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So it's fun to end well, on a light. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That is uh, the bullshit filter for the month of December 2022. I'm sure nothing will happen in the next uh, few weeks. Um, no. <clears throat> Uh, hey, listen, if you like the Bullshit Filter, uh, share it, link to it, promote it on, on Facebook, yeah. on Twitter, um, yeah. down, download it, put it on a cassette tape, like a bit of a mixtape with some of your favourite uh, ch- music, you know, and distribute it on street corners to friends. You know, get the word out there. Um, you know, become a subscriber, yeah. uh, throw us some bucks so we can uh, afford to waste time doing this each week uh, or each month whenever we do it. Throw us a few bucks because really- More um, often, yeah. You know, yeah, the more money this brings in, the more often we can afford to do these shows. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us uh, down the street. Around um, the streets. You know, (laughs) looking through our bedroom windows. (laughs) You said that at the same time. Hey, Hey. there's someone looking now. Hey. All right. And uh, we'll be back next month when the entire episode will be written by AI. Thank God.